Hello and welcome back to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I'm your host, Chad Thompson, and today we have an amazing guest on, Mr. Dylan Locke. If you didn't tune in last week, we spoke with Tyler Hughes from over in Big Stone Gap, Virginia, where he talked about the music and dance of Southwest Virginia tying a little bit of education and culture, and Dylan is going to kind of continue that today over in Floyd County, where we're going to talk a little bit about the Floyd County stores, county sales, as well as the Handmade Music School. We're going to talk about how we keep the art of music alive in Southwest Virginia, and we keep that cultural heritage tied in with everything. We're going to talk about community and unity along things like the Crooked Road, as well as some cool events and programs that go on throughout the region. And if you like today's new podcast intro song, that was called Lee Highway Blues by the Twin Creek String Band out of Franklin County, Virginia. They're regular performers at the Floyd County Store, and those tunes were recorded and produced in Floyd County. County. If you'd like to find out more information about them, stay tuned for the end of the podcast episode. Be sure to check out the links in the descriptions as well as over at our website at visitsouthwestvirginia.org. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy this journey as we continue our musical cultural heritage series. Well, hey, my name is Dylan Locke, and I am the uh, owner, co-owner of the Floyd Country Store. Also, um, run and produce events through the Handmade Music School and uh, also County Sales. And the Floyd Country Store and County Sales are both um, major venues on the Crooked Road, Virginia's Music Heritage Trail. And um, well, I guess you asked me about my background and I've been uh, kind of a musician and, and music promoter um, for a better part of 20, 25 years in, in Southwest Virginia. Uh, so I've been playing music and putting on shows, uh, at little small from house concerts to the Roanoke Civic Center, um, and, uh, everywhere in between. And, uh, you know, I held a job down in Roanoke, Virginia for a little while at the Jefferson Center. I was the artistic director for 13 years there. So I've spent a lot of time in the nonprofit sector and uh, brought a little bit of what I learned through um, promoting and uh, doing community projects um, uh, to the Floyd Country Store about five years ago, a little bit over five years ago. And me and my wife, uh, Heather Krantz, took it over and we've just been in love with um, the community and the music. Um, uh, the people, the stories that surround um, the Floyd Country Store. I think it embodies a lot of the the most beautiful parts about Virginia and this part of Virginia and what's, what's real and what's important about um, community and music and, and um, people coming together uh, to celebrate life in that way. Um, so we've really been loving it and trying to bring a lot of our energy to the best parts of it. And, uh, just really enjoying it. That's awesome. I've, I've definitely heard a lot about the, the Floyd country store, especially after becoming a part of the friends of Southwest Virginia. I know it's a definitely a huge asset to the, the music industry and a great place for musicians and definitely tons of history there. Uh, what, what's some things that people could expect, uh, when there are events there, you know, after we get through this kind of crisis period and everything, what's what's some things people could expect upon coming to visit either during an event or just when maybe there's no event going on at the time? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Floyd Country Store um, really is celebrating life the way it has. You would have celebrated um, life 200 years ago. I mean, it really is a um, an authentic um, celebration of life. I mean, what settlers did in Appalachia, you know, a long time ago is is they settled here and they brought a lot of this music here um, and and carried it along. And, you know, the way they would sort of celebrate the end of a hard work day or, you know, in, in our case now at the end of a hard work week um, is they would get together, play music and dance. That's what they've been doing for a long time. And what I love about the Floyd Country Store and the spirit and energy here is that that's still what we're doing. It's a, it's a tradition that's... Um, that's stood the test of time. And so when people come here, I think they feel like it's, it's, uh, it's sincere and authentic. There's nothing that we're, you know, adding to, or, you know, uh, you know, trying to, you know, recreate or anything. This is still happening. It's very much alive. And I know that, um, in a lot of living traditions, there's a lot of fear about intergenerational decline, you know, that the things that people did, you know, the, your grandparents did and people, you know, several generations did are just sort of like dwindling because of technologies and, you know, cell phones and computers and Internet and all that. And that we just really don't have a connection to where our community came from. And I feel strongly um, that the Floyd Country Store is not losing any of that. You know, we have two-year-olds and 90-year-olds on the dance floor every Friday night. Um, and uh, it's just one of the most wonderful things to see. It really, I think, makes our community and any visitors from all over the world um, understand how important that is to sort of be in a space to share a space with multiple generations and come together around music dance food uh you know stories you know people connecting uh talking about how their weeks uh have been and what makes them you know happy and you know things like that i think it's just really um the spirit of that is very much alive here. And I think that's what people can expect when they visit the Floyd country store. I think that's, that's an excellent point to make how uh, you're able to bring the generations together and share those stories and kind of, it's almost like a living history as, as we just kind of keep it alive as it keeps passing down. I think sometimes a lot of cultures outside of Southwest Virginia, I think that's something that you don't see as much of. And I think that's something that's really unique about this area is that we have this rich story and this history that we can share and we can tell and we can express it through forms like music or, or dancing and the arts and the crafts. And that, that's one of the things I love so much about this region. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that the the music. I mean, it. it sorry, stumbling there. I, I feel like it has a lot to do with the you know the layout of the Appalachian Mountains and sort of the the little hollers and nooks of of this part of the Blue Ridge you know mountains and the Blue Ridge Plateau that we're in here is like 
things sort of stayed the same for a long time because there, it wasn't that easy to get out. And I think a lot of people who've grown up here and spent their lives here, uh, there's still that that reality that you know you're not you're not things aren't leaving and going away. So you know a lot of what I've learned about the music here is the way they played a fiddle tune in Floyd County might be slightly different than the way they played it in Franklin County or Carroll County um, because the families and the people playing in each community weren't, you know, necessarily traveling. It wasn't that easy, easy to do. So um, there were subtle differences in, in the way, almost like a dialect, um, the way they would play a fiddle tune was unique to a different little pocket around the mountains here. And I think that because, you know, that's always been a thing, I feel like the way we do this has like, in a way, not evolved that much. It's exactly the way it was, you know you know, decades and, and centuries ago. And I think, I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think, um, you know, for like our nonprofit, the handmade music school, um, we, we don't use the word preserve. We don't, we don't care to feel like this is on some sort of life support and we have to, you know, keep it alive. We're very clear that here in Floyd at the Floyd Country Store that the culture, the traditions are alive very much. So um, we we specifically don't care to use the word preserve um, because, you know, that's our reality is that it's a it's a living tradition. It's not it's not something that we're scared that it's going to go away now. It doesn't keep us from uh, making the efforts to do things like the Handmade Music School, where um, young people and people of all ages have an opportunity to learn this music from the masters. So we are taking steps to make sure that there's ways for our community to engage. Um, and But that's not coming from a, like, if we don't do this, it's going to die. It's coming from a place of like, this is amazing how amazing is it to get eddie bond a true master of the fiddle into a room here at the floyd country store with 15 you know people of all ages that want to learn how to play and he's a national endowment for the arts uh heritage fellowship fellow you know he's been given the highest honor in the arts and lives in freeze very humble guy um, and an amazing musician. And, you know, we get to live around all of these master musicians who are humble, genuine, down-to-earth people who live around Southwest Virginia, masters of their craft, and are totally willing to sit in a room and share. And the way they share is the way it's been shared for uh, also for generations, which is handing it down phrase by phrase, knee to knee, step by step, not from a method book. You know, it's a very traditional way of, of teaching and learning. And uh, all of that sort of is what's swirling around our lives here employed. Um, and then you add county sales, which has been the largest um the largest catalog of old time bluegrass classic country music since 1965. 
and it's been employed since 1973. And it really is an international resource for this music, the same music that, that I'm talking about, you know? And you sort of put together Floyd Country Store, Handmade Music School, County Sales, and you start telling that story. And it's, to me, I mean, I'm biased, but it's as good as it gets. It's really about, um, you know, what makes this world a beautiful place? What makes the Appalachian Mountains a beautiful place? What makes the people that live here a beautiful place, uh, beautiful people, and why people are so in awe when they come here? I get it. I have no doubt that when someone steps in here, they're going to be like, this is fantastic. And we we know it. And it's not a, it's not a, I'm not saying that from a place of, you know, um, you know, my wife and I consider ourselves stewards. We don't own the Floyd country store. We feel like we're, just, we just happen to be in the driver's seat right now. And, um, that the community owns it. It has so much to do with years and years and years of people putting the right energy into it. And we're just sort of making sure that it stays on the road. And this COVID situation is not awesome for that. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to get through it and I think people are going to be missing this and um, we're going to get back to it and it's going to be stronger than it ever was. Most definitely. And I, th I think you can see that in the support of the people just, you know, like you said, missing out on those things. And and like me, for example, I've, I've never actually got to visit the Floyd Country Store and it's it's definitely been a place on my list. And obviously my list got altered quite a bit because of the situation we're in. A lot of plans mm -hmm. have gotten changed and things, but I've seen a lot of great support from around the entire region as far as I've noticed musicians have started playing online. So that way they're, you know, music's still getting out there. People are still getting to have somewhat of an experience. It's, it's nothing like actually being there in person but it's it's been interesting to see different steps that people have taken along the way to you know keep their passions moving forward and just kind of keeping the morale of the people pretty well boosted well this is a resilient community you got to realize that this is a community that lost all of their jobs uh you know when all the factory jobs went away this is a community and they didn't leave you know they didn't necessarily leave a lot of times and when when the crooked road came along and tourism and sort of this new version, you know, the, the, the people, the musicians and the people who sort of carry these traditions, um, even though some of them can be a little bit um, skeptical or concerned about the exploitation of their culture, um, most of them and many of them realize that this is the new way to sort of bring um, some exposure and, and, you know, hopefully make some money and um, add to their uh, possibilities for making a living around here. Um, so I, I think most of the old time and bluegrass musicians around, um, you know, this part of Southwest Virginia um, are resilient. And their their pride and their care for what they do is so deep that like nothing's gonna really um, nothing's gonna chip away at that. You know, I think it's just the foundation of 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 it is so solid. Um, so the, you know, the music's gonna be here. They're gonna be playing. They're gonna be passing it down. 
you know, people are going to um, continue to care for it. And, um, you know, so I feel I feel pretty good about it. It's frustrating to not be able to do it. I think we're all a little antsy to not be looking at a computer screen for music. You know, we you know, because I mean, it's one, one of the things we say is like, Turn off your phones, turn off your computer, turn off the news <laughs> and come to the Floyd Country Store and check all that at the door and sort of, you know, leave all that behind and sort of, you know, let it wash over you with, with you know, with this good energy. And um, now everyone's sitting at home and looking at their computer screen. It's just not the same, you know. So, um but I, people know that people know that it's not the same and you know that we'll all get back to it as soon as we can i can definitely agree with that there's, there's nothing like being able to separate yourself from technology for a minute and just focus on the moment there's actually a, a group that i enjoy going to watch play and I've, I've seen them about three or four times over the past few years and there's always this point where they make this lecture because everybody starts pulling out their phones and they try to record the concert. And it's more about uh, taking photos for technology in the future than it is about the moment. And he makes this big spiel about no matter how hard you try, you can't capture that moment for the future like you can living in it right there in the present that no matter how hard you look back on it, there's nothing like experiencing it firsthand right then and there. And I wholeheartedly agree with that on so many events. And that's, that's one thing I got yeah. to camp and hike and just get out to some of these places where there is no cell phone service. It's, it feels like just a, a sudden wave of relief just to experience what's around you. Yeah, I mean the the footage on your cell phone of of what's happening on stage is not going to be as good as it is in the moment. So uh, there's sometimes I feel like people are forgetting that, um, but they want to document it, and you know we have these tools to do that, and and you know it is what it is uh, in a way that you know they're telling our story. Um, but I'll, I'll usually sort of make us subtle and not so aggressive suggestion that that um <laughs> you know we don't have and the musicians don't have hard um rules like um you know no no photographs or video you know like like bigger name artists have um so they're all fine with getting photographed and everything but i think that's right i think it's better for people to sort of be in the moment and you know they are for the most part Oh, most definitely. And um, I, I wasn't sure how much time you might have left for today, but I, I think we covered some great stuff. I could, I could probably sit here and talk to you for hours. It's just very fascinating <laughs> to hear a different view. Well, I hope we get the chance to. Definitely. I, I mean, I'd love to have you back on in the future for things, but if there's anything else that you'd like to toss out to everybody that's listening and to kind of inform them on, feel free to do that. And we'd definitely love to hear from you again. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I would invite people to, you know, um, you know, go to our website floydcountrystore.com and and to join our newsletter. You know, when we when we get back to this, we have um great old-time music all the time. We've got some of the best bluegrass bands um uh and, and we've got music now all week long. So, um uh, and we've got some of the best food uh in the area if 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 i don't 
you know, I don't mind saying it. Um, um, great food, great people, great music, um, an atmosphere, you know, that's like nowhere else, you know, and, um, it's just a, a great community. And then, you know, county sales, uh, com, you know, still is the largest selection of all time bluegrass and classic country music. And though people are moving towards, um, digital streaming services, uh, there's no way you can support a musician better than buying their product. If you stream it, then the musician's not making any money off of it. So I always like to get on my high horse a little bit there because I think we should be supporting artists the way you would support um, your plumber or coffee, coffee shop or whoever else. You value so many things in your life, yet we take the music from musicians. And so uh, county sales is sort of a, you know, one of the last standing sort of record stores, you know, and um, does a lot to sort of support local, regional, national, and even international artists. So um, I would welcome people to come to countysales.com. And, um, and uh, so, you know, all that just sort of, and Handmade Music School, we're doing a really, really interesting uh, series of uh, workshops online called Handmade at Home, um, which is uh, a virtual workshop series through a platform called Crowdcast. And we have all kinds of fascinating um, workshops happening from learning how to play instruments to sing to dance um, and even some um, uh, our state folklorist John Lohman is going to do um a program. Uh, Kenny Rohr, a great uh, historian and musician, is going to do a program and uh, uh, play some uh, 78s on the old Victrola machines and talk about the history of that. I mean, it's really fascinating stuff. So, you know, people could follow our Crowdcast page um, and um, our Handmade Music School Crowdcast page and and support those things because those are ways that we're figuring out how to support our local musicians and also how we're, you know, staying alive during this time so that when it's all over, we're still here and we can keep go back to where we were, where we left off. So I would just invite people to keep engaging with us um, if they care about this stuff. Once again, thank you all so much for tuning into the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I just wanted to make a couple announcements here that next week we're going to be doing an interview with Miss Carrie Beck, who is the executive director over the Crooked Road. That's a fantastic interview full of information about the Crooked Road and various areas throughout the region of Southwest Virginia as we wrap up our music series here on our podcast. I also wanted to let you all know that our podcast is now available, I believe, on five total platforms, including Spotify, of course, at anchor.com, and we should have Apple Music, Google Podcast, and things going out as well. If you want to find any information for that, be sure you head over to our website at visitswva.org. We put out a blog post each time that we put out a new episode, kind of talking about the episode as well as providing links to anything that we talked about during the duration of the interview. And once again, if you did like today's podcast intro song, that song was called Lee Highway Blues by the Twin Creeks String Band out of Franklin County. You can find more information out about that song at countysales.com. Also on our blog post over at visitswva.com, we'll have links to their website. I think currently this song is not available, but it will be coming out.
out on their new CD. But once again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Hope you have an amazing weekend and we'll see you on the next episode.